Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco. Today, I'm reviewing the Peacock series, Twisted Metal. It's Christmas Eve 2005, and in a few moments, the legendary Twisted Metal competition will begin. Deep within his stronghold far beneath the streets of Los Angeles, the contest's demented creator, a man who calls himself Calypso, watches and waits. He is prepared to pay the winner any prize he or she requests, no matter how rare, no matter how costly, no matter the consequences. A dozen competitors have been personally selected by Calypso to do combat in the 10th running of the Twisted Metal competition. They come from every background, assassins, mercenaries, vigilantes, professional drivers, social misfits, and joyriders. All are out for one thing tonight, the chance to battle for their ultimate dream. Tonight, one dream will come true. Yep. That is how the original Twisted Metal game begins in 1995. It was released for the original PlayStation, which seems so long ago, but man, 1995 doesn't seem so long ago. Uh, In 2023, we got the Twisted Metal TV series, which was a Peacock exclusive. And I didn't get to watching it until recently because uh, I don't know. Never, I never played the Twisted Metal games. Would I? Would I really be interested? I don't really even know. Um, but I did watch it over the last. <coughs> excuse me. I did watch it over the last couple weeks, and I really enjoyed it. So if this is something that you haven't seen before, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to be. Very non-spoilery for a bit, and then once I get into the detailed sections, I will let you know um, if this is a show you're interested in and you don't want to be spoiled on anything. Uh, definitely turn us off at that point, but um, yeah, let's talk about it. Now, I've never played the Twisted Metal games, and I watched this series and intentionally didn't look up like how much of it is based on it. I just wanted to, en- I just wanted to enjoy the show without any other things in my head about it. Um, this is a show, it's it stars Anthony Mackie, um, who you'd know as Falcon from the uh, Marvel Universe. Um, he plays a character named John. And he is a, what they call a milkman. So we are in this post-apocalyptic world. It's not zombies, but like the world order has collapsed. And there are these isolated cities uh, that are, kind of like very walking dead, right? They're all like walled off, protected, that sort of thing. And then there's people that live on the outside, people that shuttle back and forth between these cities and bring supplies and trade, and those are known as the milkmen. And it the roads are, you know, semi-abandoned and whatever. There, there's no, there's nothing really going on. There's not a lot of people in the country. This takes place in the United States. Uh, it's probably a lot more empty than it should be. But, uh, you know, you're basically driving back and forth and just getting pockets of people, and that's really it. And so he plays a milkman. He goes back and forth. He has a car named Evelyn that he is very connected to. And I got to say, the first five, ten minutes of this show were incredible. Like, if you were on on the fence like I was, it really draws you in. It's funny. It's action packed. And it really kind of gets you invested in what's going on and, and wanting to know more. Just a fantastic start to a series 
Um, you know, you don't want, you don't want to start it slow and whatever. They basically said, "World's post-apocalyptic." Here's this guy John now. <laughs> um, and so what what happens by the end of the first episode is he gets a very unusual meet and greet with the mayor of New San Francisco, who turns out to be Nev Campbell, if you know Nev Campbell. And it's good to see her again. And she needs to get a package from Old Chicago, which, you know, is where Old Chicago, where, where Chicago used to be. Uh, she needs to get a package in and she needs to get it in 10 days. So he has to drive from San Fran to Chicago and back in 10 days. It just happens to be the number of episodes of the show. I, I don't know if that's a coincidence, but it doesn't feel like it. Um, and that kind of sets up everything. Along the way, he is going to get connected with this uh, lady, a name that, well, that that he calls Quiet, because she's very quiet and doesn't talk for a couple episodes. And uh, this is play, played by Stephanie Beatri Beatrix, who is uh, Mirabelle from Encanto. So that's also very cool. And yeah, the, the whole show is basically a bunch of hijinks and incidents and and they're sort of bonding together um, over these 10 days as they go to Chicago to get this package and, and come back. I'll talk about my feelings about the show before we start getting into the spoilers. I loved it. I thought I thought it was fantastic. Um, this show feels like almost like a, a The Last of Us in reverse in that we're going from the West to the East instead of East to West. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's not as deep. It's not as profound as The Last of Us, nor is it trying to be. It's much more funny and comedic, and it's kind of crazy. They introduce you to some like wacko characters, and you know, it's it's just a good time. It's enjoyable. Uh, watch it with some popcorn, whatever you have to do, but it, it's a good time. Um. I thought it was really interesting to see Anthony Mackie, who I'm not super familiar with, but, you know, we see him, we've seen him as Falcon for many movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Overall, his personality doesn't pop through. He doesn't get a ton of screen time either, um, but he's much more contained and, and whatever. But he's he's much different in this show. He's wacky. He's a little bit dirty. Uh, it's it's a good platform for him. And certainly I, I see this actor in this role now more than Falcon, just because you really see um, you see you see him like sort of pop. Um, there's a bunch of smaller storylines in this show, um, the way it worked. And it, it all culminates at the end very well. I thought that the last episode and a half were fantastic. Uh, I got really excited to see what the finale was going to be. What a great setup. Just the very end of the, the second to last episode, the ninth episode, is so fantastic if you love like kind of 90s era music, which this... This whole show is full of 90s nostalgia. Basically, this show lived in the time frame when Twisted Metal kind of came in uh, into the spotlight on PlayStation, the first couple games. Um, it didn't, it, it's not a series that's been around lately. Um, it's probably coming back a little bit. Uh, but when, um, when this game came onto PlayStation, it was about, you know, racing and gunfire and full motion video. And you should definitely watch the full motion videos from the games. They're hilarious. And uh, it really, this show really captures that great 90s soundtrack, uh, fantastic setups, uh, the whole good thing. Um, so overall, I really enjoyed it. Not all of the mini storylines were great. And I'll go through them. But um, I thought they still, the way it kind of came together made it, you know, made it really worth it. So um, I had a great time. I would definitely recommend it. If you're a, if you're a PlayStation player, um, which you probably are if you're listening to this, 
I definitely, definitely recommend this. And if you played the Twisted Metal games, you probably want to see this too. Although I'll have a little note about that later. But yeah, definitely very much enjoyed it. Glad I watched it. It was a really good time. I definitely recommend it. All right, I'm going to go into spoilers a little bit. And so if you don't want to hear anything super specific about the show, now's the time to pause. But, but come back. Come back after you watch it. So to start off with this, I always look up the Metacritic review, even though I kind of find Metacritic kind of BS. Metacritic has this as a 53 out of 100, uh, mostly by 20 reviewers. I mean, it's only it's only been reviewed by 20 reviewers, and uh, it's just dragged down by some absurd reviews. You know, you, you get the people that treat just enjoyable shows, enjoyable movies, uh, as if they're supposed to be profound Oscar worthy things. It's nonsense. And, uh, you know, it's people trying to sound smart about what cinema should be and all that. This movie, this show is not trying to be something great. It's not trying to be the last of us. It's just a good time. Uh, the user score was a 7.3. I still don't know why they use a different scoring system. 7.3 out of 10. I'm starting to trust the fan score a lot better. We've seen this from lots of movies and shows lately where the fan score is just more accurate because these are just gaming fans, PlayStation fans, and they're just having a good time. Like not, not looking for a, an Oscar worthy performance or anything. Um, I mean, I'll go through the episodes real quick uh, and just give some thoughts on it. First episode was fantastic. We get introduced to John. Uh, I guess his, his full name, he goes by John Doe because he doesn't really know who he is. Uh, so we get introduced to him and his mission. That's when he meets up with Nev Campbell, who's awesome. And we also get revealed that like this deal uh, to get this package back within 10 days um, kind of feels a little scammy. She she kind of like set John up as um, I don't know. She had like a fake family, fake kids and whatever to try to give him like this. I was actually pretty surprised at the end when, you know, she did, you know, she did let him back in. I thought they were just going to try to kill him before he even came in the place. But then we find out how it sets up for season two. Um, but definitely makes it interesting. You know, this is going to be a show about going across the country. I do a lot of road trips, so I found this enjoyable. We've we've driven to California and New York from Denver so many times. So I, I love the open road and uh, kind of set it up. Episode two, we meet Sweet Tooth, who... I have not played the Twisted Metal games. This was the only recognizable character to me. So that that should go. If you have played these games, like I know who Sweet Tooth is. I didn't know his name was Sweet Tooth, but I remember the clown. And that was that's the prevailing imagery of Twisted Metal. I came to find out that this character is acted by Samoa Joe, who's a wrestler. And voiced by Will Arnett which blew me away because I had think I had listened. I'd watched the show for like six or seven episodes before I noticed Will Arnett was in the credits. And I was like, oh, really? And then I was like, oh, my God, he's the voice of Sweet Tooth. It's a little modulated, but yeah, you can make him out. Uh, but he uh, Sweet Tooth starts out as like this maniac casino performer and kind of like this. He kind of exists in this area of the world. And I think it was Nevada. Yeah. Um, where you just don't really want to like be. And he's aggressive and he's trying to kill John and, you know, and quiet and, and, you know, it's, it's like, um, it's like, he's like kind of the main villain, but then that sort of changes over time. Uh, episode three was not my favorite. They get, uh, captured, um, John and quiet. They get captured by this guy named agent stone. Who's sort of this maniac cop who 
you know, he's not really a cop, uh, but he, I don't even think he ever was, right? I think he was a security guard or something like that. They show some flashbacks and they're like, you're not really a cop. And um, they get captured by him and uh, it's a kind of a, they're stuck in this building the whole time and getting, uh, you know, getting filed in and whatever. And basically they're going to be like sent to their murder, like just instant punishment sort of thing. But I felt like sort of trapped in this episode a bit, uh, just more about John and quiet, like bonding because they're going to work together to like get out of this mess. And they kind of concoct this plan and, and they get out of it. Um, during this time, there's a character named Stu, uh, Stu and his friend, Mike, I believe, uh, who kind of get caught up with agent stone and then converted into men of the law. Uh, and they're kind of forced into it, but they're kind of pushed into doing some really bad things. And Mike is more willing. Stu is kind of like stays the good guy a bit. And um, John and Quiet end up tricking Stu to get out of there. And at the end of the episode, it looks like Stu is basically about to to bite the dust. Um, we get to episode four and uh, we find out that. Um, actually, no, we, that doesn't get resolved until episode five. Episode four is when we find this like this rolling truck crew. So there's this group of trucks and they're always driving to stay safe and they can cross over between each other. Um, they seem like bad guys in the beginning, but very quickly we find out they're really just they're just the good guys. But they actually catch John and quiet in their car and force them into the trucks. Um, but it's because they need them to run a mission for them. Um, so they're 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 good guys. It's cool. Jamie Newman is the actress that plays Miranda Watts, and she's awesome in this. I just thought she played a great character. Uh, Jamie Newman was in the Jessica Jones show, um, and um, I thought I thought she was fantastic. I did not care very much for what would they call her grandma or whatever. I didn't really. They they, they like made this like grandmas like she began this group and 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 you know she is just like she's so like holy to them. But honestly. I found it boring. I, I didn't I didn't really care much for her. And the mission they sent uh, her uh, them on was to save her. And I don't know, the whole thing with uh, the gardening girl and whatever was just a little silly and weird. And I didn't really care much for it. But I did. But I did like uh, I did like the group overall. I did like um, the, the Miranda Watts character and she comes back later and it's it's very cool. Episode five, we find out about Stu. Um, he's not like just shot to death like it looked like in um, the ep end of episode three, but he's basically being filed and he's going to be put to death. And he gets saved by Sweet Tooth because at this point, as part of um, when John and Quiet, remember, were getting um, forced by Sweet Tooth to watch his little one-man show, uh, he decides to go on the road. And so he goes and he basically kills all of these lawmen people, although Agent Stone isn't there. And uh, he gets Stu out and Stu ends up kind of joining his gang and he, he he all the people that were like gonna be put to death are um part of like sweet tooth's road crew um and he he gets applause because he he helps save them all so it's it's pretty funny and it was really cool to see sweet tooth again um i thought he was gonna be a one episode guy maybe but uh um he definitely i thought his swan song looked like it was in just episode two but uh you know he's definitely back and then we see him for the whole rest of the series so episode six is the ball pit episode um, if you recall, not my favorite. Again, they're just confined in this little um, kids place. Um, there's a lot of making out and some extracurricular activities going on in the ball pit. Um, all great and dandy, I guess. 
Um, but we also find a lot about um, the origins of Quiet and her brother, who we know the, the brother was killed um, earlier in the show and like forced basically to kill himself to save her. And it was really cool to see um, her origin. And then she was trying to get her her and her brother out of this. I mean, they were doing like orange picking or whatever. And she got like a contract for something and she was super excited about it. But then it turned out they were just basically enslaving themselves with this psychotic group of people who would like cut off body parts and wear them. So like the owner of this burger shop um, had like a, a necklace of ears and it was all maybe too morbid for what this show was because we really didn't see morbidity anywhere in the show. Um, but this I thought was a little over the line. Like it felt, it felt like very like some, it would be like some group in the walking dead doing this and it was kind of gross and whatever, but it was also really endearing to see quiet just feel so terrible. Her, her brother was trapped working in this shop and they're all like mistreated. And, um, so I like that part of the episode. The ball pit stuff was just bonding, bonding, bonding sort of, sort of things. Episode seven. This is one of my favorites. Um, in the beginning of this episode, John and Quiet get to Chicago. So good. Uh, that's pretty awesome. That was supposed to be pretty hard to do, but I guess we predicted that they would get there. Um, they get to Chicago, and then on the way back, they stop by, um, basically like a like what like a Flying J, like like what you would think of as like a truck stop or a a road stop along the highway. And I've definitely seen these before. And they go into this bar place, and there's just a bunch of characters. A lot of them John knows. And we meet Bloody Mary. Now, I loved Bloody Mary because this is Chloe Fineman from Saturday Night Live. She's one of my favorites on the show currently. uh, She's just fantastic. And she played Bloody Mary and just did it so well and convincing. And I I loved it. I don't understand, though, how she survived the axe to the chest. (laughs) I thought she was dead. In fact, when I told my wife about it, I said, yeah, she, she only lasted one episode. Uh, we also saw the bar owner, um, how do we say this, uh, with very interesting watermelon antics. Um, I think this is one of my favorite episodes, uh, maybe my favorite episode, maybe my favorite, but um, we also saw the origin of Sweet Tooth's backstory, which is pretty dark. He got upstage. He was like an actor on a show, and I guess he had a line. Uh, uh, I forget what his exact line was, but it was something about having a sweet tooth, and nobody really laughed. So it was clear that he had this recurring line that people were just getting bored of. And then the dog sort of like this golden retriever stole the show. And so he goes and he savagely murders the dog, which luckily was not done on screen. But um, it was it was interesting to see his backstory and how he just became like a psychopath um, and why they call him Sweet Tooth. Uh, we never actually see like underneath the clown outfit, but I think part of that is he he is this is like obviously one of the characters from the game and um, it was played by a different actor and voiced over. So they really probably couldn't show his face. Well, they could have, I guess, for like a bit. But in the end, who cares, really? Episode eight, one of my favorite characters ever, favorite character actors, Jason. I, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Manzukis. Um, I loved him in the league. If you've ever seen that, uh, he is hilarious. He's in the dictator movie. Um, just absolutely great. He plays preacher. Who's another character from the games. Um, part of this group called the holy men. And, um, it's kind of like a gang of not very smart people. And John and quiet infiltrate the gang because they're trying to get his car back, which got stolen. 
not the smartest gang in the world and they all wear masks so they're easy to infiltrate it was all very stupid um but you know preacher was still a funny character he liked to have sex with cars and um yeah but here's where we see the separation right john has to choose if he should just get the heck out of there in a different car or stay and try to save evelyn he decides to stay but in the fight with preacher the car explodes so uh, now quiet's on her own and she is mad that John chose the car over her. Uh, John's left behind and we're going to go into episode nine, not knowing what's going on. So episode nine, John and quiet are mostly separated and they come back together because they both end up with the truckers again. And <coughs> she's pissed off. And some, of, I, I got to say some of the bickering between them was a little bit dumb. They clearly need each other. Uh, she was mad about things, even though she was giving him many reasons to be mad at her. Uh, you know, she doesn't want to say what her name is and she's just constantly messing with him and, you know, he loves the car and he couldn't leave it and she didn't understand why it just, it became big arguments and, and whatever, but it really does culminate well at the end. We start to see, um, all of these characters coming together. We've got, uh, what, what is it? We have the truckers. We have John and quiet together. We have sweet tooth who sets his scalp on fire. I, I, I also recognize that as something from the game, uh, not realistic, but something from the game. And everyone is coming together mostly to try to get agent stone, who is this psycho cop. And man, the end of that episode is fantastic. I, I love the way they did the last couple minutes, and I was like really set and excited for episode 10. Episode 10 is the most like the game. It is Destruction Derby. That's everyone against each other. If you came to watch this show because you loved the games and were disappointed because you were getting some story that was very... Now, there was not particularly a twisted metal story. This was the episode for you where you got to see some twisted metal um, in this episode. And it comes off really well. And it's fantastic. They end up getting back to New San Francisco. And we find out that the big package that it took 10 days to get and come back was ice cream. Look, I can't blame somebody for wanting a nice Ben and Jerry's or whatever. You know, I mean, that's kind of what it looked like uh, in the apocalypse. But. Uh, yeah, all she wanted was ice cream and it was, I've, I don't know, the joke felt like I've seen it before where we go through all of this mess for some little thing. Um, it's fine. Um, we got to see John adjusting to new San Francisco, but quiet had, um, left because they wouldn't let her in and he was happy at first and he was having toaster strudels, which again, I would love to have in the apocalypse. Um, but eventually he realizes, as we figure, that he's he doesn't want to be there alone. He wants to go to quiet and um, he ends up trying to leave, but they won't let him leave. And that sets up the second season, which is going to be uh, a tournament and destruction derby. And you see all of these characters from the show are going to be in it. Right. So Preacher is a competitor. Bloody Mary is in it. Wait, what? Uh, the trucker, like, it's all going to be a big tournament, and they're all in it. And John, she, uh, the mayor of New San Francisco really just wanted John so that he would do that tournament. Uh, the winner gets their dreams to come true, and of course that would be, um, uh, the you know, Nev Campbell's dreams, not not his dreams. 
I want to share with you, if you do like a Google search for like, does the game match the show? When I was doing research for this episode and um, I saw a little blurb and it reads as this. Peacock's Twisted Metal Season 1 made the same story mistake as Mortal Kombat 2021 by... Devi- I don't know what Mortal Kombat 2021 is. By deviating too much from the main premise of the video... Oh, the movie? Okay, hold on. Made the same mistake as Mortal Kombat 2021, which I thought was an amazing movie. By deviating too much from the main premise of the video game franchise, fans of Twisted Metal wanted a semi-faithful adaptation of the Destruction Derby concept, not a post-apocalyptic action comedy with scattered characters. This is one of the dumbest comments I've ever seen. I didn't even investigate where this came from. This is one of the dumbest comments I've ever seen. First of all, first of all, Mortal Kombat from 2021 is, is a great movie. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I don't remember anyone criticizing Mortal Kombat or deviating from the story. Um, TV shows and movies are going to be different stories than the games because the games involve you interacting and the movies are not. But I don't know what fans of Twisted Metal wanted when nobody saw this show coming. I mean, this is a dead franchise, essentially. And now you're getting a show and you're like, I didn't want that. You cannot do a show with just Destruction Derby, okay? So the thing that's funny is season two looks like it might be what they wanted, but we're not going to get just Destruction Derby in season two. There's still going to be storyline and all that because you can't just make a show of 10 episodes of Destruction Derby, okay? So clearly what they did in season one is they set up these characters. They got you to know their stories, a lot of their backstories, got you to be interested in them. And now they're setting up the Destruction Derby aspect, which will probably be every episode. There'll be some matchup and, you know, for about five, ten minutes. But, you know, the rest of it will be more and more story. I don't know who these people are that just have to complain about everything. What did you want? It's twisted metal. Like, it shouldn't even be a show. It's ridiculous. It's like when they made the Tetris movie, you know, or... Like, what do you want? You know, ah, well, Tetris is about the pieces falling. We needed more of that. You know, no, it's a story about how the game came to be. I don't know. I still don't understand how Bloody Mary is alive, but I'm very happy that Chloe Fineman will be making a comeback. I want to see more of her again. I'm sure she'll be crazy and hope she'll win a few rounds. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be... It's going to be good. I'm, I'm excited for season two. We'll see how long I have Peacock. I kind of only have Peacock because... I got Comcast internet and it came free for some period of time, I guess. I don't know, but um, it's very good. I definitely recommend it. That is the whole show. I would love to know what your favorite parts of the show and maybe least favorite parts of the show. Let me know. It's I didn't, I didn't watch this with my wife or anybody. I, I don't have anything to discuss about it, but I watched it kind of isolated and I, and I enjoyed it. And very proudly every moment of this show that I watched, I did so on my elliptical. So I I got in shape while I watched this show and I'm I'm proud of them. But I hope you enjoyed the show if you watched it. If you didn't watch it and you just listened to the spoilers, well, sorry, I warned you. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show at PlaystationDailyPod at gmail.com. We're on threads at PS Daily Pod and now on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PS Daily Pod. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. We'll be back tomorrow, but until next time. PlayStation.